0: Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Deal cool on coming up. And time now for our play by play call of the day. We've had a lot of requests for the exciting finish of the IndyCar race. We went with this one
2: instead. Coming in front, loose, in front of Hellebacher, lost his goal stick. Wilson with a chance, rebound, he score! And there it is! On the rebound, Alex Oveston, the 20th player in National Hockey League history, to score 600 goals in his soon-to-be Hall of Fame career!
1: The Capitals Radio Network has the grade Eight. Alex Ovechkin scores his 600th career goal. Problem has not been the regular season scoring. It's always been what kind of production do you see in the postseason and how far the Capitals go. But 600 goals is 600 goals. That's a great feat for him. Congratulations. All right, so... uh, We'll talk to Doug on Friday. We're going to have Jeff Byers. NCAA wrestling tournament starts Thursday. So we're going to have Jeff on the show Thursday from Cleveland. And then tomorrow, Patrick Chambers, Mark Narducci, Philadelphia Inquirer, Matt Leon. Matt on Penn being in the tournament. Narducci on Temple. And Patrick Chambers, what team will he talk about? We'll get him in the show, too. There's no coaches show this week, so I mean that, that's done until April nineteenth, does that sound right? What, what's the date of the blue white game? The twenty first, twentieth, twenty second? I believe it was what, April twentieth? Twentieth, so it'd
3: be the eighteenth. There you go. Thursday the eighteenth? Yeah, we'll have a coach's show with James
1: Franklin that day. Or
3: Thursday, that April, Thursday, April Thursday, April nineteenth. Blue White will be Saturday the twenty first. Okay,
1: so the nineteenth. There you go. Patri- Patriots Day. Do you know that? April 21st. In, in, in no, the 19th. Uh, that is the anniversary of the Battle of Lexington and Concord. And now you see the Boston Marathon and the Red Sox playing at 11 a.m. on the Monday after. Well, is it's going to be after or not? But it's always a Monday. That's just to make a three-day weekend. But the 19th is the actual Date of Patriot's Day, which they celebrate in Massachusetts and Maine. I think it should be a national holiday. Why? We get the day off.
3: <laughs> Speaking of day off, Jones Medal had the day off today. Oh yeah, I got we texted got, that this yeah, morning. You oh, got it? Oh, you got man. it too. I saw the timeline whoa. on my phone. It's like whoa, five forty-one. Not wasting what about, time. <laughs> what about the tale
1: of woe on that one? Man. Holy moly! So not one, not I mean, two, but. Nah, uh, nah. No, let's. I mean, let's get to it here, okay? Uh, Jones metal. All shifts are closed. Repeat, all shifts are closed. <laughs> KJ can be found in an ugly, bright orange Ford F two fifty plowing <laughs> snow, risking his own life. <laughs> right. So I texted him, "Stay home. The show needs you." Right? Can't. Yeah, I said. Well, then be careful. He says that's the plan. Who's Penn State playing? <laughs> so I had to tell about the Temple
3: game, you know, what channel it's going to be on and so forth. So He described this uh, third storm in, what, two weeks or so? He's, he called this one a golly whopper.
1: Well, they're talking about a fourth one next week. Yeah. I mean, how much more can they take? I mean, Cape Cod has blizzard warnings. Blizzard warnings. Now, blizzards, you know, it's not, you know, I think people think of a blizzard and you're getting like 20 feet of snow. That's not the case. It's a combination of snow with wind. And Woods Hole today, which is uh, down by Falmouth, it's at the Elbow. Well, Chatham's the Elbow, and then you bring it back. Uh, Woods Hole is maybe 30, 35 miles to the west of Chatham. It's 68 mile per hour gust today. Sixty-eight miles per hour.
3: So it was this day one year ago when we had that big storm come through the valley. Quite a few yeah. locations getting upwards of a mm-hmm. foot and a half to twenty inches of snow.
1: I know it was bad. I mean, it was bad. That was that was an awful storm. No, I mean nobody could move. And, you know, no, we didn't call was, off. No sick. No, no oh, sick no, day. No, no sick no, day here. Oh, no, we, we were here. Suit was paralyzed. It was yeah. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> And, and the thing is, he, he called in the work like, and there was a half inch on the ground. Like, okay, what, what, what.
3: <laughs> just trying to be prepared. No, you know, we couldn't we call off, even though with all that you know digging and oh, shoveling no. going on, no way we could call off uh, that show no. last year. We had Nathan Davis on the show. Had to get the latest and, from from Coach going yeah. into that West Virginia game. Yeah, Exactly right. They were, luckily, they left the day early and beat the snow and shuffled off to Buffalo.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Had to do that and you know, I mean here we were, you know, I mean, you know, carrying the logging the heavy innings and uh
3: don't mind us, we'll be over here. Uh, we're good.
1: Yeah. I'm working
3: from home. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Heard a lot on the other uh, end of the building. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh can Penn State win? It's seventh national title in eight years in wrestling. This is gonna be a tough one. It looks like NOLF is okay, which is really, really good. But the question is can they rack up enough bonus points versus the bonus points Ohio State can rack up? Hmm. I mean that's that's the one that's that's gonna be because I'll be frank with you. Back in December, I thought, Nah, look, they'll just cruise to this thing. I remember saying to a friend of mine who was at you asked about Penn State Lehigh wrestling. I said, Oh, come on, they're going to kill them. I said, They kill everybody. So it's taking the excitement out of it. And then Lehigh took them to the wire. <laughs> like, okay, ah, um, but can they do that? And you know, it's uh. What an incredible feat if they can possibly do it. Especially they've had to overcome so much to get there. I mean, last year they didn't have the they didn't have Soriano at one twenty five and they still racked up gigantic numbers. They had the thing I think they had the thing won on Saturday night, didn't they? <laughs> or by Saturday afternoon. I think they won it Saturday afternoon. They did. Hey, uh, what did they get? One hundred? I want to say they had over 160 points last year, right? hmm A big number. Well, this year's a little bit different. They've had to overcome a lot more to get there. The null thing is that that curveball of a guy that you depend on to get you a lot of bonus points. He might go out there and he might be able to still do exactly that, but can anybody confidently tell me that he's going to be able to get bonus points most of the time when he goes out there like he usually does? You don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to wrestle with a brace or not either. I have no idea. I think at the Big Tens he wrestled with a brace. Now, he might not wrestle with a brace in Cleveland. Uh, Hall's got a tough draw. Uh, he's the defending champ. Uh Nickel, I think, is is in great shape. Neville, I think Nick Neville's gonna give him give him some points.
3: Penn State Neville last isn't... year, uh one forty six and a half uh, taking the team title. Ohio State was second with one ten, Oklahoma State with one oh three.
1: Yeah, so they blew him out. They blew him out by thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight points. Mm-hmm. Crushed him. So that's the uh That's going to be the uh, the key. I mean, because Ohio State has guys that can get bonus points. Jordan could get bonus points. Obviously, Kyle Snyder can get bonus points. I mean, they've got guys that can do that, even in the lower weights. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, – part of this because they'll they'll both have wrestlers that can advance the question is do they advance by winning or do they advance by getting majors and techs or of course obviously falls and this is going to be really really close ohio state won the big 10s but they won the big 10s with Nolf only going twice and doing enough to qualify so that wasn't that was not in play and Penn State just went out, and I think just essentially wrestled. Like we'll we'll get to the uh, NCAA's here. We're good. All right, let's get the free agency buzz. Okay, these are live updates being tweeted out as we speak. So let's see here. Uh, Jimmy Graham, Green Bay Packers.
3: Wow. Well, that didn't take long, man. Yeah. I checked an hour and a half ago before we started our show, and we'd heard that the talks with uh, him possibly going back to New Orleans uh, hit a snag. In a mock draft, wow. Mike
1: Kosicki has been first on that board, you know that, with New Orleans.
3: Uh, let's
1: see, Taylor Gabriel leaves the Falcons. He goes to the Bears like Alan Robinson. They're giving uh, Mike, Mike Trubisky, or Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, a lot of guys to look at here. Brashad uh, in the corner, going to the Carolina Panthers, leaving the Redskins. Paul Richardson has left the Seahawks. He goes to the Redskins. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marquise Lee stays with Jacksonville. Uh, the Jets are evidently working on a deal with Teddy Bridgewater. Danny Amendola to the Dolphins. Let's see. Brett Selleck released. Aaron Colvin leaves the Jags, goes to Houston. Sam Bradford looks like he's on his way to Arizona. Let's see. Quarterback Joe Callahan, by the way, staying as the backup in Green Bay. Ooh, let's see Alan Robinson to the Bears. It's going through all these. Source tells Yahoo Sports the Bills are exploring trade scenarios to move into the top five picks.
3: There you go. Yes. There you go. They could be thinking maybe they want Josh Rosen. Yeah, three, four years down the road, they look at the other quarterbacks uh, you know, in their division. You know, the Jets. Unsettled at quarterback. Miami not completely bought in yet with Ryan Tannehill. Brady eventually going to hit 45 and retire. Yeah. Eventually. (laughs) Although he was slamming beers with Stephen Colbert last night on TV.
1: (laughs) Brady's going to be the first NFL player ever to finally hit a mandatory retirement age. Right? (laughs) Right? Look, he's starting Social Security next year. It's time to go. <laughs> uh Demarius Thomas having his option picked up by the Broncos. Uh let's see. So those are some of the moves made today. Uh the Redskins did offer Kirk Cousins fifty three million dollars. But he said no. Trey Burton to the Bears, joining Allen Robinson there. So those are some of the moves that have been made. But Jimmy Graham to the Packers. That's a biggie. That is one that's got a little bit of juice to it. Suddenly, Aaron Rodgers has a guy to throw to. And he's a big target. hope Jimmy doesn't mind playing in on the tundra. <laughs> that is an issue. Such a guy who's... Although look, it's not exactly balmy all the time in Seattle, but you know what? The Seattle thing worked out okay for him. I thought it would work out better, and it did. But hey, there you go. Uh, let's see. Let's check the. I'm checking this wrestling schedule here. Uh, gates open 11 a.m. on Thursday. So Dick's going to want to know this. Dick from Milton. That's right. S- session one begins at noon. So there you go. Fan Festival 3 to 7 at the Huntington Convention Center, Cleveland, of Cleveland Hall A. Second session opens at 6 p.m., or excuse me, gates open at 6 p.m., 7 o'clock's the second session. So that's how it's going to work. And then Friday, same thing. 10 a.m., gates, 11 a.m., session 3, gates at 7, session 4 at 8. And Saturday is session five at eleven, with gates opening at ten, and session six, the finals, at eight o'clock. Gates open at seven. Parade of All Americans at seven thirty-five. So that's the that's the schedule for the NCAA wrestling championships. All right, we'll take a break. We will come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors.
2: Attention, Central Pennsylvania truck buyers. This is the sales event you've been waiting for. Sunbury Motors' annual March New Truck Sale. SMC is the only Ford dealer in the area that has four city blocks of new Fords and has sold over 40,000 new trucks. Sunbury Motors has over 320 new Fords to choose from. SMC has Motor Trends Truck of the Year. The 2018 Ford F-150 starting at $25,969. SMC has 61. That's right, 61. 2018 Ford Escapes, and they're priced from just $19,730. There's 25 2018 Ford Explorers starting under thirty grand. And there's 45 2018 Ford Super Duty trucks from 38584 Plus 0% financing for up to 72 months on select models. Central BA truck buyers. This is it. SMC's annual March new truck sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza. Sunbury.
1: Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Neil Coolong, USA, today in the next half hour. Then tomorrow, Mark Narducci of the Philadelphia Inquirer will join us. We'll talk basketball with him and get a preview of Temple. Matt Leon with Penn making the NCAA tournament. They've got Kansas on Friday night. That's after Bucknell plays. We'll talk with Matt. And Penn State basketball coach Patrick Chambers is going to join us on the show tomorrow as Penn State gets ready for the NIT opener with Temple tomorrow at 8 o'clock, 7.30, the airtime here on News Radio 1070 WKOK and the Penn State Sports Network. Jeff Byers from Cleveland at the NCAA Wrestling Championships on Thursday and Doug Birdsong from Detroit on Friday to preview Bucknell and Michigan State. Plus, of course, the great Swami himself digging himself out of another blizzard in New England. So Jimmy Graham is going to go to the Packers. Uh, And Danny Amendola is going to the Dolphins, staying in the division. That means he's a marked man. Let's face the Patriots twice. Either that or he's like going, yeah, I go against the corners every day in practice. I feel good. <laughs> Maybe he feels really good about it. The Jimmy Graham one is the one I think that surprised everybody. Like Green Bay, i never never heard Green Bay's name. And we know that when he has a quality tight end, that Aaron Rodgers likes to use a good tight end. Well, now they get an opportunity to do that. So a lot of moves. Now this all sets up the draft too, which goes back to the Bills. The story is from Yahoo Sports that the Bills want to now, you know, because they've been very active in the last three or four days, to then move into the top five. Now it's my understanding through the grapevine that Josh Rosen is the guy they like. Okay. Rosen is a guy that has enough arm strength, but he does not have a cannon like Allen of Wyoming does. Allen is an absolute howitzer. Rosen doesn't have that kind of arm, but Rosen has very good footwork. Rosen also has a really nice delivery, and Rosen's accurate when he throws the ball. He has the best mechanics of anybody in that grouping of six quarterbacks, that are being looked at as first-round picks. And I say six between Allen of Wyoming, Darnold, Rosen, uh, Baker Mayfield, um, Lamar Jackson, and um, Mason Rudolph of Oklahoma State. It, Rosen probably has the best mechanics of that group, and I think that's where they want to go. Now, you brought up the point... If you're Cleveland, like now force your hand if suddenly they're sitting there at three. I think if you're Cleveland, you put down on a piece of paper, okay, everybody, consensus, here's our number one choice at quarterback. Because I, I think you're foolish if you bypass Barkley, but that's personal opinion.
3: Yeah, they just can't quiver and snap judge, you know, and, and make another, and just make another brutal mistake that's going to haunt them for another three or four years down the road. Wow.
1: All right. And so. I put down, okay, everybody, consensus, who's our first quarterback? Okay, fine. Consensus, who's our second quarterback? Fine. Consensus, who's our third quarterback? Fine. Can everybody live with any one of those three as our our quarterback moving forward? If the consensus is, yeah, we're okay no matter which way we go here, then you do it because the Giants could pick a quarterback. The Bills might move up and pick a quarterback. Well, now you're down to your third choice. Okay. Or somebody could take Bradley Chubb. Or somebody could take Quentin Nelson. And you don't know. You may end up with your first choice. I don't know. May end up with your second choice. Or they may take your second choice and you still have your first choice. So, I mean, that's what the Browns have to do. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, no offense, is not your long-term answer. Just my opinion. Now, short-term, he's all right for you. You can buy some time while the other guy gets ready. Yes. You can do that. All right, to have you with us today. The NCAA tournament gets underway tonight with two games. UCLA and St. Bonaventure, the feature game. LIU, Brooklyn, and Radford in the opener at 640. And then the Bonnies and the Bruins tonight at 910. Mark Schmidt, old friend coaching St. Bonaventure.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565 This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: All right, great to have you with us on the show. NCAA tournament does begin tonight. Uh, a lot of going on in the NFL free agency, including Jimmy Graham signing with the Packers. Leaving Seattle, the quarterbacks have all settled into place. Kirk Cousins to the Vikings. Case Keenum to the Broncos. Drew Brees stays with the Saints two years, fifty million. Teddy Bridgewater might be going to the Jets. And Sam Bradford to the Arizona Cardinals. Danny Amendola to the Dolphins, leaving the Patriots. Now, Marquise Lee stays with the Jags. Meanwhile, Allen Robinson signed with the Bears. Paul Pozlesny retired today. So that's uh, some of the free agent news today. Neil Coolong in just a few moments. We'll get into all the Steelers' moves. All right, that'll do it. Brett Selick, by the way, released. Trey Burton, by the way, signed with the Bears. So that's another Eagles move. Not a signing with the uh, Eagles. But you got players who are going to Philadelphia now. They want to sign these, these short-term deals with them. Why? Because they all sense they can win a Super Bowl. That's why they're looking around saying, you know what, I can do this.
3: NFL.com <laughs> just posting that the, speaking of Green Bay, the Packers have cut Jordy Nelson.
1: Uh, there was a lot of talk they might do that, believe it or not. I'm not surprised by that. That's tough because, you know, it's, it's, you know, he got hurt. And
3: yeah, that was a preseason game against the Steelers yeah. a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Ah, boy. It's amazing how that happens. That's why you you don't see teams wanting to play guys in the preseason very much. Just don't. All right, uh, I've got to run this by everybody. You're going to love this. Berkshire Hathaway. Warren Buffett. Have you seen this?
3: How's your stock doing?
1: Well, I'm just saying, but I mean the office pool. Remember, they did this last year. He's doing it again this year. He made one modification to it. Huh? So Berkshire Hathaway, they do their office pool. Now they have offices all over the place. I mean, they have they have bits and pieces of things that people don't realize that they have like Geico and Dairy Queen and things like that. People don't realize
3: that. That's right. You buy a Blizzard, you're helping out yeah. Warren Buffett. Absolutely. Yes.
1: So he told CNBC that any Berkshire Hathaway employee who accurately predicts all 16 Sweet 16 teams is going to get a million dollars a year for life. How about that?
3: That's even better. Yeah, because it was just, what, just one million, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Nice. So if you get all you had to have a perfect bracket get a million. Now if you get all sixteen Sweet Sixteen teams, you get a million dollars for life. A million a year for life. And if Creighton ends up winning the tournament, they're going to double the prize. Because remember, they're based in Omaha. Now he had also included when in the C N B C interview, the Nebraska part, as Warren Buffett is a Nebraska native. So he'd included Nebraska, obviously, in the tournament, so that's why I didn't mention them originally. Now, somebody in his pool is guaranteed $100,000. You want to know why? Because the employee whose bracket stays intact the longest gets $100,000. Last year, it was a steel worker from West Virginia who got the $100,000. How about that? Now that's an office pool. Meanwhile, the suits going around trying to get five bucks from everybody. It's like, okay, you know, it's like huh, we're over here in the Warren Buffett pool. What are you doing? <laughs> but that is that is a great office pool. Now I don't know if it's I don't know if it's breaking any laws. I have no idea. Uh, no idea at all. But now that I mean that's a heavyweight office pool. they always talk about the lost productivity of people like getting you know, to check out on their computer everybody's doing and so forth. You know what? I'm always sick and tired when I hear stuff like that you know part of part of productivity is the ability to relax, be refreshed, and get back in the ball game, okay. So what do you want to do? Have an angry workforce that you just you don't give them any freedom and tie their hands the entire time? and They're like, oh yeah, how productive is that? Or do you want people to feel like they work for somebody that like,
3: hey, you know what? That's really cool. No, you figure this week, you know, by tip time Thursday, 12:10. By yeah. then, we'll be acclimated to the time change. Can you just figure, every- <laughs> almost everybody was dragging yesterday.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, needed I- an
3: extra two cups of coffee myself yesterday.
1: Uh well I have I clashed yesterday morning at eight.
3: That's right. Oh, First day back from break, right?
1: Oh yeah. And of course naturally they all
3: came back on time. <laughs> <laughs> That's code for what? They didn't some did not.
1: <laughs> uh that is code for like maybe you should have left Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: See, Mr. Jones, there was this bad snowstorm up on oh, I
1: ninety. No, you ought, you ought to see the stuff I get. I bet. I, I, oh, the excuse. Oh, yeah. Hello, Professor Jones. I gotta. I gotta yeah, I gotta, I gotta. So,
3: yeah, what, son? What is it? Yeah, it's like <laughs> you sit there like,
1: come on. Excuse me, I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> It's so like I always told you that old thing when I was doing morning radio, and people would call me up and say, can I make it into work? And I always used to say, well, I did. Right? Then I started changing over the years. Can I make it in? If you have to ask, I'm not so sure you should.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I know you're not giving me a lot of confidence here yeah. listening to this. <laughs> oh. All right, let's bring in Neil Kulong, USA Today. Neil, welcome. Great to have you with us as always.
4: You know, as always, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Let's uh, talk about all the moves that the Steelers have made. All right, so now let's move on to something else.
4: Let's move on to other teams.
1: <laughs> as for <laughs> other people, uh, let's start with William Gay. Not unexpected. They, they, they cut him loose.
4: Yeah, I don't really think that's much of a surprise. I know that uh um, he and Mike Tomlin have a, a strong relationship. They they uh both have a high level of respect for each other, but I think with with Gay's situation, um really comes down to to uh he might not have made the team last year if not for uh Cam Sutton's injury. They, they the Steelers had kind of an interesting cornerback um uh, situation uh after camp, and I think the combination of the injury and plus there being a, a kind of a surprising market to trade, uh, Ross Cockrell is what kept Gay on the team last year. So to be honest, I think he, uh, he, he was able to get another year out of his time in Pittsburgh, but he wasn't an often used player. Um, you know, I, I don't really recall, um, Anything spectacular or terrible that he did, but he's not a guy I would think they'd want on the field a whole lot. And uh, because of that, um, it was pretty obvious the move was going to be made. But it, you know, it, it's uh, he was the, the last defensive player from that 2008 Super Bowl team. It's kind of a, a nostalgic thing to see him go. But you know, we, we haven't really heard a whole lot from him in the last two seasons. Um, it, it, you, you have to tip your cap to him. if This is the end of the line for him. You, you have to give him credit. He had a pretty mm-hmm. remarkable career, considering. I mean, not a whole lot of guys get drafted in the fifth round in, in last that long in the nfl so I, I think uh he did he did he did well by pittsburgh and i i uh wouldn't be even surprised to see him come back in a, a coaching capacity at some point i know the tomlin um speaks very highly of him um that that might be something we see
1: lawrence timmons officially let loose it's a name that you mentioned before that the steelers might be interested in is their interest
4: um i right now there wouldn't be uh i i don't i if anything, they're going to wait until after the draft to really determine what they want to do with the inside linebacking position. And, and Lawrence Timmons is not going to have a market for him on, on day one of free agency. So, um, if, if there is a reunion, um, I'm not even ruling that out necessarily. I, I don't think, uh, it's, it, it, it would be the move the Steelers would absolutely want to make. And I don't think it'd be one that would, um, you know, really inspire people to think that the defense is fixed. But if nothing else, he's a veteran player in the system. They know him. Um, you know, Sean Spence was the guy they brought back. Uh, last year, when when Chazier went down, so there, there's something to be said about the. Female, female, I can't talk with him knowing <laughs> the system. Um, it, it, I think that's good. Miami last year. I'm not sure if uh, if, if he's really got anything. I mean, you got to keep in mind there was like a, a six year period of Timmons' career where he played over a thousand snaps a year. I mean, it, it's a uh, it really it, he took a beating. He's not all that old, but he's played just about as much as anybody else in the NFL has.
1: All right, so now let's talk about the Dominoes. Uh, Case Keenum, Broncos. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, obviously uh, going to the Vikings. Uh, Mike Lennon signing an offer sheet with the
2: Cardinals.
1: Okay, so when you saw the Dominoes shake down, I'm going to sense that you were not surprised where people landed.
4: Um, I wouldn't say so. I I, I had a chuckle at the um, the Mike Glennon piece as well. I know my Cardinals guy was not exactly thrilled to read that. Uh, basically, signing Mike Glennon now means you're drafting a quarterback. I think that's the universal sign. He's sort of replacing Ryan Fitzpatrick as the the fringe starter in the NFL. He'll <laughs> get kind of that that marginal starter contract, but it's you know basically all up front. Uh, no second year to be had, and he's probably going to find himself on the bench after three or four weeks. So uh, that it looks like Jonah you know, then is kind of positioning themselves to to make a run in a quarterback, and for me that, that was really the only exciting news. Um, I, I can't imagine Broncos fans are, are super excited about Case Keenum, but as you saw with him in Minnesota last year, if you give him a system, um, he, he'll be able to contribute. I think they have enough um, playmakers on offense that they might be able to do that. I mean, they don't have the receiving core of the Vikings. I don't think, and I don't think they have the the uh, the presence of the tight end or the running game the way the Vikings do either. But Keenum is definitely a step up over uh, Trevor Simeon. I'm just not sure we're going to see a, a 95 rated passer. Um, in denver next year but it really for them it wasn't going to take a whole lot for them to improve um i i don't think they could have afforded cousins not for the, the dollars i'm here in minnesota is going to throw at him the fact that like all of it is guaranteed i, I don't think denver could have made that deal so i uh, they, they probably anticipated keenan being their guy And I, I don't think it's a terrible uh notion for them I, I think they can get better uh with a player like that in there but you know where they are i wouldn't be surprised if they draft a quarterback too
1: which means the team on the outside looking into all this quarterback stuff happened to be the New York football Jets. Uh, where do they go? Is it, is it now just pure draft for them? Um, what do they do? They, 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 they keep McCown?
4: What's interesting to me is, is one, I, I don't know why everyone's down on McCown. I, I, I'd give him a shot mm-hmm. over um, Keenum, probably, to be honest with you. If it's me, if I'm looking for a, a bridge guy, you know, I, I, McCown is he's smart. Uh, he knows the offense as well as the coaches do. He has a, a very well-respected uh, um, you know, intelligence across the league. He's the type of guy that you want on your roster. I don't think they want to get rid of him, but right. at the same time, I don't think they would have had a chance at Cousins anyway, simply because they're drafting seventh overall. If right. um, that's Spot it, it's almost impossible for a team to to not go Philadelphia until your starting quarterback. You're not going to draft a quarterback and then draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know it, the the same situation shook down with uh, Bradford and Carson Wentz in Philadelphia two years ago. Um, from Cousins' perspective, I would imagine he's thinking like you know for the betterment of, of the franchise here. I, I'm looking at you know let, let's just say the Jets you know sniffed around or, or somehow quietly and under the radar um, gave Cousins an idea of what they were looking at. If Cousins is going to take and not, without even visiting anybody else, he's going to take a three-year deal from Minnesota that basically represents the Jets didn't make him anything better, and that really says right. we're going to draft a quarterback. And if, if that's the case, Cousins, you know, he, he'd have to get everything up front. And if that's the case, you know, I'm not sure the Jets would be as willing to do that because they have the seventh pick, whereas the, the Vikings are way down in the first round. They, you know, it, that, that opportunity really isn't there for them. So Cousins is going to get a much stronger chance to last. Um, in Minnesota than he would have in, in New York. I don't think the Jets really could have been considered if your cousins. So they're going to have to draft. And what uh, what's rough for them and it usually is they're they're kind of out of the running if you know it, it's possible. Um, the teams that are there now, and other teams that could trade up to get ahead of them, they could get the fifth best quarterback in the draft. At, right. at what? Where are they? Seven overall. I mean, right. that's a that's a nightmare scenario, and it's really not all that far right. off. I, I could totally see that happening. So the Jets might have to trade up, and that, that's a really tough thing for, for them to do, considering the lack of talent on that roster. They they need all of those picks.
1: Uh, how do you view what the Buffalo Bills did?
4: Um, Bills are such an interesting franchise, aren't they? I mean, every year it's like it's a massive swing one way or another. If they're not trading all the way back, um, to, to lose the rights to, to Patrick Mahomes, which I thought was a huge mistake on their part. Now they're they're dealing their left tackle for the sake of moving up to to get into that quarterback range, like I was just talking about. They're right. they're going to have to try to compete probably for like a Baker Mayfield or even even um, Lamar Jackson at that spot. I think that's what they're trying to do, and you know the the trade of Tyrod Taylor only suggests that. I mean, it's pretty obvious they don't have a quarterback, so they're they're going to look to have to draft one now, and it's going to be difficult for them to compete, and to do that, they gave up their left tackle, so now they don't have that position either. Um, In a way, the the trade with Cincinnati is just kind of funny and ironic to me, because it's almost exactly what Cincinnati did, just without the the draft pick swaps, when they got rid of Whitworth, Whitworth, uh, creating the need for Cordy Glenn. So, with that, I I think you've got uh, a very unique situation in Buffalo, but that's just, it's so Buffalo, you're just not really sure what end of the, the, you know, the spectrum they are you know it, it's always like their moves don't necessarily have the most logical reason behind them and that, that's exactly why they do it it seems you know I mean, maybe that's just me but there's a reason why buffalo kind of is you know typically in that seven to nine to nine to seven range right. um in in wherever it is that they end up drafting every year that they're, they're going to make it interesting that's for sure
1: Yeah, you don't want to be the atlanta hawks you're just good enough <laughs> you never can, can't get out of being just good enough well, you know. And so you're saying and suggesting Nate Peterman is not the
4: answer. I I don't think the Nate no, Peterman is the answer. And, and to be can't. honest, I mean it's it's easy to poke fun at the four interceptions. To his credit, um, I, yeah. I don't. Two of those interceptions were really not on him. Mm. Um, one of the ones that was the defender made an excellent play. Yeah. That you know, frankly, welcome to the league, Rook. You're you're going to get those kinds of, of plays. Right. Um, it, it, I don't think the performance was as bad as as history is going to judge it. It certainly made it a, an entertaining day of football. But at the same time, we, I I don't understand why he was even out there in the first place. I don't I don't get uh, their their long term issue uh, with Tyrod Taylor. I'm not really sure why. Um they, they wouldn't let him kind of lead the team the way he was supposed to lead the team. And that, that led to the situation that they have now. They're basically forced to move on because obviously, you know, they're gonna have a tough time signing him to anything uh less than a, a huge deal long term. So really the the trade is doing nothing more than just getting rid of him now, not having to pay him and, and fast forwarding uh to the point where they have to, to find a um a rookie quarterback and have to start this year.
1: Which then brings us to the Cleveland Browns. They have shown a rather Fair amount of activity.
4: Yeah, you know that was a it was it was a fun twenty um, four hour period there. I think my my Browns editor's head was about to explode at one point. <laughs> um, the the good thing with it, and I'll say this. It really, kind of two things stood out to me. One, I, I remember seeing a tweet from a guy that announced that the Cleveland Browns bandwagon is now full. They won't be allowing any other uh, people on. It's like, okay, you traded for a quarterback with one year left on his contract when you're about to draft a rookie you got a 16 million dollar slot receiver who's playing on the franchise tag that might not even sign with you next year you got a a, a cornerback that you need to move to safety because the team you traded him from it, you know saw him just get manhandled over the last two seasons <laughs> did you really improve your team all that much or did you just finally catch up with uh, average Bottom line of an NFL football team, you finally took draft picks and converted them into NFL players. These guys are not high-level guys, though. Okay, it, it's nice to see the Browns want to compete, in the flurry of activity I think definitely gets people excited. But th- these are not like real difference-making players. You know, the, the Browns did not add on five wins to their roster. Um, it, if they did, it's addition by subtraction. The second you take out Deshaun Kaiser from your roster, you might have a better chance of winning games. Um, they, they have a good receiving core. Um, you give a that and they have a draft coming up so you can definitely see um they're they're you know making waves to to improve their roster but frankly you're you're one in 31 over the last two years it it shouldn't be that hard to improve your team and a lot of it is just because they stockpiled picks and put you know less than replacement level players throughout their starting lineups on both sides of the ball they're regressing to the mean and finally getting around to the fact that you can be an average team without trying all that hard in the NFL. You really can. The system is designed for this. You aren't supposed to be 0 and 16. It just shouldn't happen that way. Um, the, the fact that they are making moves to improve their team, really, to me, it, 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 they're, they're common sense moves, and they gave up a lot of, of capital that they over hoarded, in my opinion, because analytics told them the only way to improve your team is through the draft. They, they over compensated for that and ended up putting a bunch of, you know, Second and third round rookies on the field, and you notice that. When you you notice that. Um, As far as the Shelton move goes, I think it was more just you know they're they're going to play out of a four three, and he's probably not a guy that's going to be a real good uh, uh, one or three technique. I think he's more of a nose, so I I think that that makes sense. Um, I would have liked to have seen the the Patriots give up a little bit more, just because they tend to get very good (laughs) player system for for not all that much. But um, good to them for identifying. It's a great trade for them. Um, Two two more years of that guy. Uh, he replaces Alan Branch at, at a third of the cost, and they they get to control that fifty year as well. So it's a smart move for for both sides, and that and you know the, the final move that they made. I'm not sure if I'm forgetting one.
1: I thought Keanu Reeves improved a lot when I watched the replacements. I thought he got better.
4: <laughs> By the end of the movie, he almost looked like a high school quarterback. I,
1: I mean, almost, right. despite all the all the work Sean Salisbury put into him on the side. He almost got oh, that's,
4: there. That's <laughs> just too funny. <laughs> did, did, uh, did, did you know that Keanu Reeves was a high school hockey player in Canada? I think it was. No. Did you ever see the movie Youngblood? Yeah. It's a classic, just terrible uh, Rob Lowe 80s movie. Yeah. Um, it, we, I was joking around with my brother about it. who seemed less like a hockey player. Patrick Swayze. Keanu Reeves, who's the goalie, randomly, or Roblo. It's like they didn't bring in anybody that had ever played the game of hockey before. Yet the movie is so oddly compelling, I'm for some reason bringing it up now. I don't even know why, but I hear Keanu Reeves, I think of the replacements, and I think of blood.
1: There weren't any Howes available? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Or Hulls? Whatever. All right. Hey. Thanks so much, Neil. Appreciate the time, as always. It's amazing how we were able to fill this segment up and really barely talk about the Steelers.
4: <laughs> Not really much to talk about. you got you got to dip into to movie trivia, I think. <laughs> Neil Kulong, USA Today.
0: You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.